Ah, when you hear the didgeridooing, you know it's time for marketing as a foreign language. It's episode 130 of the live show. How li live is it? How live is it? It's live enough for me to flub that line. Four new features on Google Maps app. What are they? Why do they matter? People complaining about Parler on Facebook. What is the point of Parler? I'll tell you. Using Facebook posts to predict mental illness. Turns out that clinicians are able to take a look at the negative words that people are using and help use that evidence to make diagnosis, perhaps earlier than otherwise uh, available. Twitter leaning on Wikipedia for their check marks. Turns out 0.1% of uh, the Twitter users with the biggest audiences are able to get these check marks, or you need to be featured heavily in the news. Twitter leaning on Wikipedia for that. And YouTubers' effect on the local economy specifically the fishing economy how two sisters made that happen that is the show and we are about to hit the yeah you guessed it it's the intro Welcome to episode 130. Did you ever uh, have that moment in life where you're about to do the live show and then you're playing a didgeridoo so you actually forget to hit the go live button and do the entire show? I have experience with that. Four new features on Google Maps app. This one from CNN.com. Um, the biggest features here actually have to do with the stories function. So basically, um, people are able to now scroll through the Google Maps app to find deals. So you can start thinking about like restaurants and that sort of stuff. Um, but big changes in the Google Maps app. That's the biggest one, the community feed within the app. According to the article, with this new feature, Google Maps users will be able to access the latest reviews, photos, and posts added to maps by people they follow and local experts. So. The desire to increase your following on Google Maps just went up big time. It's a big, big, big deal. Um, additionally, there is a messaging for Maps and Search, which is crazy as well. Verified companies can message customers directly from the app. Holy smokes. Uh, that's a big deal. So it's a customer that may not have reached out to you um, in any other way. And now you can message them. Oh, you can hit them up with deals. It's basically an email list, but directly through Google Maps. It's a big deal. So just those two things, it's huge. Getting followers on your Google Maps, big deal. Especially if you're a restaurant. Repeat customers, plumbers, electricians. It's all very important. And then second, verified companies can message customers directly from the app. It seems it seems like almost like an invasion of privacy. Like how can you allow that, Google? But they're allowing it, you know? And so if you're a marketer, Hello. Um, then the two lesser, I would argue, um, deals are that performance insights for businesses have gotten better. Um, they're going to track how well the company is performing by measuring the number of customer engagements. Okay. They already pretty much had that. And then street view images added by users. This is interesting. So we have a customer, I won't go into details, um, but they have a street view that they're not happy about. Um, they are a, uh, a venue uh, that they want to look spectacular. 
and the street view is of the back, not the front. And it's just frustrating to them um, because people get the wrong impression. Now, apparently, um, street view images can be added by users. So maybe you have a side of your building that looks nasty. And, you know, when people look for your business, now they're seeing that and not um, the beautiful front view. Or maybe you had a bad street view before and now there's a good one. Um, it's just important to be aware of these changes. So big news there. Community feed on the app is a big deal. You can get followers in Google My Business and you can message customers. So people complaining about Parler on Facebook, um, you know, it's political. Um, people on the left like to laugh at Parler and people on the right complain about Parler sometimes. Um, these things are both true. So this from 10.medium.com. Basically, Parler saw massive growth. I think it was from half a million to four million in this last election cycle. Um, because a lot of people on the right were upset about Facebook and Twitter and um, what they perceived as censoring, censorship, and so they moved. Okay, fantastic. Um, Parler is getting beat up by some people. Um, we've got tons of quotes here. People saying, like, I'm tired of Facebook and I can't believe Parler can't do better. Parler sometimes asks for um, ID, uh, according to this. Quote, I'll not be sending my ID to them. Another member replied, I joined a few weeks ago and it's not user-friendly at all. I'm tired of Facebook and can't believe Parler can't do better. So these are anecdotal pieces of you know evidence, um, but they might portray a larger frustration with Parler. I think that despite how I say social media platforms are basically the same, they just cater to different cultures, that the that Parler, because it's so new um, and they don't have a ton of revenue, like it's not surprising to me that they don't have amazing Facebook quality uh, how would you describe it? Facebook has had years and ridiculous budget to streamline the perfect social media engine. I mean, it's nuts. Um, and so it's not surprising to me that Parler is just struggling in that, trying to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a big website. Um, and so, yeah, people are gonna, people are gonna take their shots at Parler. Using Facebook posts to predict mental illness. This one I love. This is from New York Post. And uh, it's pretty neat. So basically, the concept is if people use words like sad, upset, and down, um, words related to blood and pain, um, they may have you know XYZ mood disorder at X percent more than people that, that tend not to do that. Now, this is obvious. However, what I think uh, may be missed easily is um, using an algorithm to identify and better understand preemptive measures. Um, towards battling mood disorder. I'm not saying that it's not obvious that if someone is using words like upset, down, and sad, that we know that they might not be having a great time. This is as obvious as the day is long. But if you were to go through someone's newsfeed, and then let's say you aggregate the number of mentions of negative words and you see a spike, let's say in like October, November, December, January, and then it kind of eases up in February, March, April, that sort of thing, um, that helps um, a clinician better understand the nature of the problem. It could be seasonal affective disorder. So maybe every winter they just get really sad. Maybe they have a drop in vitamin D at that point, or there's something that happens in their life in the winter where things get rough. But they know that in the winter, you know, there's there's um, right there on the graph the number of uh, negative emotions goes up. Um, it could be postpartum depression. Well, when did you have the baby on this date? And then you know the number of negative words spiked at that point. Um, maybe it's just constant all the time, and then you just go, wow, this is an overwhelming. Um, overwhelming evidence um, to, that uh, perhaps something needs to be done. And so aggregating that data just gives us one more dimension 
that we're able to take a look at um, someone's mental health. And so using Facebook's, Facebook is a great way to aggregate evidence, aggregate data. So I think it's pretty neat what they're doing here. Um, so this study noted that participants with schizophrenic spectrum disorders posted images that were smaller than healthy volunteers, while those with mood disorders posted photos with colors containing more blue and less yellow. I mean, the mind is an interesting space, is it not? And so we've got schizophrenic spectrum disorder. Why smaller? I have no idea, um, but perhaps there's a correlation there. Um, I think we would all understand why folks would post more blue and less yellow. That makes sense. Um, the research is part of an emerging field of psychiatrics that analyzes patients' communications and behaviors on social media, which could lead to earlier and better diagnosis and intervention for psychiatric care. I think it's amazing. Early identification is one of the biggest challenges in psychiatry, um, according to um, a child psychiatrist, Birnbaum, that uh, New York Post interviewed. Neat stuff. Twitter leaning on Wikipedia. I've always been bullish on Wikipedia. I think Wikipedia is great. I love Wikipedia. Back when I was a teacher, um, I used to get flack for using Wikipedia. Um, other teachers um, just said, it's not a reliable source. Don't use it. And uh, that always frustrated me because I thought to myself, what's more reliable than a gigantic community of people that can take down false information in real time? How is that unreliable? And you could take a look at the specific article that I was referencing at the time um, and perhaps find something that was erroneous. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it always just felt strange in my gut um, that people would say, ah, no, like you need to trust the source over here, not that one. Okay. Um, now, Google and Twitter are using Wikipedia to verify things. Um, they're using Wikipedia to disseminate correct information. For example, um, if I mentioned vaccines in the show, and it might happen just because I said the word right there, um, in the section immediately below the video on YouTube, you will see a vaccine Wikipedia paragraph and link. Um, so Google's saying, look, we trust Wikipedia on this. Um, same thing with election fraud. Whenever I talk about um, the election and uh, Trump or I mention any sort of political words, sometimes that will appear. Um, and so Google trusts Wikipedia enough to do that. And uh, Twitter, in its attempt to verify very popular accounts, these are the accounts that are 0.1% within a country, like you have 0.1% of the highest followers in a country, or you're mentioned a ton in the news. These verified accounts that receive these check marks um, are uh, in part verified um, based on Wikipedia data as well. So this from Slate.com. Back in November, Twitter announced, uh, excuse me, November 2017, Twitter announced that it was pausing all account verifications because there were some issues, um, particularly with Jason Kessler, who was an organizer of a uh, white nationalist rally in Charlottesville. So he had a check mark, and people misinterpreted that check mark as a thumbs up. That's not Twitter endorsing uh, Jason Kessler. It is Twitter simply saying that they're real, authenticating. So that was three years ago. So since then, Twitter's verification process, according to Slate.com, has officially been put on hold, although the company has, in fact, verified political candidates, medical experts tweeting about COVID-19, and made thousands of other quiet exceptions. Um... And so now a big part of verification 2.0 is relying on Wikipedia. 
So it turns out that the aggregate understanding of an entire community of people has value. And uh, I would argue that Wikipedia is an incredible source. Um, and uh, in my experience, it's been uh, really strong. And so not surprised that Twitter is going to use them to determine uh, the check mark. So again, very few people receive these um, check marks. You have to be quite popular or in the news quite a lot in order to get them. So if you're thinking you can just get a check mark on Twitter, as far as I can tell, it is quite difficult. Um, finally, YouTubers effect on fishing. Emily and Amanda Gale have had a pa passion for fishing since a young age. Um, they're in Florida. And the basic gist of this article is that these twins uh, started a vlog. And uh, by the end of it, um, they, uh, they're killing it. And uh, where they fish uh, becomes a lot more popular. So this is fairly obvious stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is that uh, Netflix Queen's Gambit took off and the number of chessboards being sold went way up. Um, you've got local vloggers that can drive traffic to certain lakes and ponds and that sort of thing. Um, and so now we have a new economy where you can be sitting around twiddling your thumbs, not doing anything as a chess maker, trying to do a vlog, trying to, you know, market this, market that, da, 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 da. and just get a huge bump in sales because Netflix decided to do something. Fascinating. It, to me, it's almost like when gun sellers are just sitting there in their shop and some politician says something and all of a sudden they're booked up for like three months, they can't get enough and it's just crazy. Um, so being able to predict those sorts of things obviously is where a lot of the money is if you could see these things coming. Um, for example, if you were working on the Queen's Gambit and you just thought this is the best show ever, um, you might go and, you know, buy stock in XYZ chess companies. Um, assuming you can even do that. I'm not big on chess stock. Point is, um, seeing the future um, is correlated and perhaps there's causation there uh, of making money. I mean, it's just uh, fascinating to me. So trying to keep tabs on um, local media, its effect on the market um, is uh, just part of the world we live in at this point, if you are an investor. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, sorry for l the lateness today again. <laughs> I did the entire show and then uh, looked down and went, yeah, probably should have hit that go live button. So that's on me. Leave a comment. You know, we want to hear from you. Uh, if you want to email us, info at senditrising.com. If you haven't hit the like button already, please do so. It helps with the algorithm. It uh, is very much appreciated. Uh, we'd love to see people in chat during the live show. And uh, Spotify, iTunes, this is a podcast. You can come check us out there. So to summarize, four new features on Google Maps. The big ones are that you can communicate with customers and that there is a ability to follow a business on Google My Business. People complaining about Parler on Facebook. Yeah, they're going to do that. I, I don't think Parler's going anywhere. Using Facebook posts to predict mental illness. This I love. Um, let's try to get people help as early as possible. Twitter leaning on Wikipedia. Of course they are. Wikipedia is amazing. And YouTubers effect on phishing. Local uh, vloggers can have a pretty big impact on the economy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for swinging by the show today. I will see you all 1030, hopefully, if I remember to hit the go live button um, tomorrow for the show. Class dismissed.